Welcome to another episode of Meditation, Tapping Into Your Inner Guidance. I'm your host, Chris Ford. This podcast is about helping you to grow and meditate to elevate. So we actually have a guest today. And my guest, her name is Candace Houghton. Did I pronounce that right, Candace? You sure did. Candace Houghton. Houghton, Okay. So Candace is a business owner, a humanitarian, student of spiritual arts and a design and digital design, as well as integ- integrative, integrative medicine. I don't know what's wrong with my, <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied here, but the most recent two years of her life, she has become a business owner, conceptualizing, creating and building two businesses, her love for Nathrop naturopathy and plant-based solutions has led her to create sacred blends a natural product company and her love for art and digital design digital design led her to create reprogram marketing and media solutions a graphic design and marketing company before that she spent two years serving the orlando community by providing life skills training mentorship and tutoring to underdeserved youth. She also participated in many community-based programs geared towards making Orlando a better place, and we definitely need that. Currently, she's focusing on business as she's also studying spiritual development. Her discovery in metaphysics and understanding the relationship between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. She has spent countless hours analyzing the science behind topics such as psychic phenomenon, the power of meditation, and the true nature of energy. Her goal is to understand what we are as humans, what we are capable of, and how we can live our best lives, creating a better world through a holistic understanding of self and our relationship to the world around us. So I introduce to you Miss Candace Hartman. How you doing? How you doing, Candace? I am doing fantastic, Chris, and thank you for having me on the podcast today. Uh, I appreciate you, it. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. Man, I'm just I'm just sitting here reading reading, you know, your your bio and you have a lengthy bio and you know, you sound so young. I've I've seen you on social media. I haven't had a chance to meet you in person yet. But you look young, you sound young, but yet you have all this experience. So how did that come about? Man, you, are, uh, <laughs> you just have a lengthy bio. So tell us more about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you. You know, um, I guess whatever I'm doing is working. <laughs> 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 because, you know, um, I'm really attacking myself that I'm going to do my best to uh, be my best. And everything in my life, so um, I've been put in different positions uh, just to be able to give back, and I've also put myself in the position to do that. So, in doing so, I found some really interesting things along the way, and you're just very a little tidbit of that. So, um, life has been interesting so far. I'm 32 years old. I'll be 33. Well, thank you and, for um, telling us your age. You know, most females they don't want to. They don't want to divorce their age, so I'm grateful and I'm glad that you shared that with us. Now we don't have to ponder upon, you know, how you have such a incredible bio at such a young age. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. Actually, I'm I'm real proud of my age. I mean, I wanna I wanna keep growing and aging like fine wine. <laughs> you know, so fuck <laughs> the and I wanna be able to say when I'm fifty, I'm fifty y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's not, uh, what did you say, 32 years old? You're, you're actually 32 years young, because I just actually had a birthday yesterday, and I turned 48 years young, not for 48 years old, because to me, when, when you, you know, the power is in the tongue and in the words, so whenever you project your voice and you, you know, speak with authority, you want to speak with you know, the things that you want, not the things that you don't want. Most people, they don't want to get old. They want to get young. They want to remain young and vibrant. 
So I am 48 years young. <laughs> there you go. I've been back. Happy birthday again. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm always appreciative of people like yourself that have such busy lives and just find a way to give back. So first of all, I'd like to thank you for giving back to your community of Orlando, Florida. Uh, can you... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say, I feel like it's my job to give whatever I have inside of me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the cycle of life. So that's, that's part of why I'm here. Absolutely. So, you know, when, when you find a gift within yourself, you find an ability that you have, and you feel like you're blessed and you want to, you know, be generous and give back to the community, that's what it's all about. That's how you help your community thrive and you know, and, and just flourish in this time and in, in, in this season that we're in. So first of all, I want to thank you for that. But can you share more about how you gave back to the underdeserved youth and how you implemented teaching, life skills, training, and mentorship? Most definitely. Um, well, I stumbled upon uh, a, a girls group on social media on Facebook. The group was called, is called Saving Our Daughters, and um, uh, many people know about it in Orlando because they've done a wonderful job of pulling young girls all around the city into one space a few times a month and teaching different things that is very important to the development of a human being, much less a girl. And then they also allowed these girls to go into the community after they got something and gave back, so they were also serving the community. And when I saw them doing that, I thought I'm going to be a part of it. This is phenomenal. And so I contacted the leader, and I found myself being a mentor. And soon after that, for whatever reason, whatever the leader saw in me, um, it didn't take long before I became the program director for the girls. And so I was creating lesson plans, and I was also teaching a lot of lesson plans, pulling different professionals and leaders in Orlando into the space and having them teach these girls. And when I tell you that was such a phenomenal experience, my heart was so full and I loved it. Passion was there and I saw a lot of lives change and parents grateful and kids unfolding and blooming and blossoming. It was beautiful. So that was the start of me giving back to the community. And then from there, um, I saw a greater need um, when I was living. I saw a lot of the children in the community, they needed some help as well. I didn't, something in my spirit felt weird about leaving my community to go somewhere else to teach other children when there were kids all around the community society. So I started my own program called Life Change. And what I did was I pulled kids from um, the apartment complex that I was living in at the time. And I made um, a, an agreement with the, the apartment, the, the leasing office and the people who worked inside there. Before I knew we were having events, and um, I was able to gather a bunch of the kids during the week and tutor them and do some of the same things I was doing in Saving Our Daughters. And again, seeing that happen to those kids, um, so many beautiful things, so many great experiences, and those kids were really grateful to me. So this was the start of me giving back to Wow, that, that is an awesome testimony right there. I mean, you know, you started back just wanting to give and then you saw a need and, and you saw a purpose and you wanted to, you know, make sure that these girls succeeded and this community succeeded. So eventually you became the program director and you start putting things in place where, you know, now not only are they benefiting from this program, but they can come back years later and and say, look, Miss Candace, this is what I achieved. This is what I did. And it was all because of you. So, you know, you have spearheaded a community of growth and flourishment in the Orlando community. And, you know, I'm sure they're grateful. And we're all grateful for what you do. Oh, well, um, I appreciate that. Um, thank you so much. And I mean that from the humblest place of my heart. You know, but like I told you in the beginning, the reality for me is that uh, wherever I see a space where I, I should feel that's what I want to do, that's what my heart is. Absolutely. So, it goes without saying, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, what sparked your interest in, uh, I know you're a graphic arts designer, 
What sparked your interest in being a graphic arts design within marketing? And I also wanted to just understand, like, was it the drawing and the designing, maybe from a, uh, yourself developed as a young child? Did, that, did it start from that or just what kind of helped you um, decided that, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I, you know, how I want to build my business and my brand. Well, I've always been into drawing and art. I have a, even like a little girl. I just love doodling and scribbling. I'm always into colors. It's always been a big thing for me. But it never really became something that meant something for me until I actually got into that girls program I was telling you about. I find that a lot of times when you give of yourself, you're actually receiving a lot more than you recognize people. And that's what happened to me in that girls program. So I saw that um, they had a need for advertising the program, getting the word out. And um, I didn't really have much graphic skills at the time, but I was willing to try. So I just went online, found some programs that I could just pull some work together and images. And I started um, making flyers for the program. And those flyers were actually working. People started coming based on the flyers we saw online. And so that led me to realize, wait a minute, you might have something here. Not to mention that I found it very, very fun and interesting. So I would get lost in doing these flyers. And before I know it, I'm making all the flyers for the program and the different events that we were doing. And it was bringing people in and just made me feel a sense of fulfillment just to be able to the graphics for the program and so long story short that's when I discovered that I have a gift of graphic design and that was the beginning the seed of what is program marketing and music wow that's awesome that's cool because I know that you've done some work for me in the past and actually currently you know and uh, I'm just very happy with the designs it seemed that you have a natural skill and talent for uh, uh uh, seeing what it is that your clients want, you know, whenever they may not have a perfect design in their head or what they want to show you, uh, if they even describe it just a little bit, you, it's like you go in your mind and you have this creative imagination and you just build exactly what they're, what they're wanting and maybe what it is their vision is pointing towards. So you have a, a, a special gift there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and it comes from a very deep, loving place. And um, I find that, you know, creativity close in that place. Very, very easy. So I'm grateful that you feel that way. Awesome. So tell us more about your Sacred Blends company, uh, what products you have on the market, and some that may be soon to come that we may need to be on the lookout for. Yes. Okay, so Sacred Blends. So, our vision is to bring plant-based solutions to everyday life. And we have different needs throughout our days for different reasons. And so, this is where Sacred Blends can play. We started with a bunch of different ideas, and we started narrowing it down to things that people could use, like tea, for example. Um, started, I created a blend of tea that was formulated from a bunch of research, scientists, researchers, um, articles and publications that pointed to the medicinal properties of various herbs. And a lot of herbs actually have calming properties. And so that research birthed in me a tea I called Tranquility. Then a nice tasty blend of tea of herbs. And again they all work together to create a common effect. I also have a digestion tea that aids in like the digestion, as well as bloating, gas, um, and that's the stomach GERD, acid reflux. Helps to calm a lot of that stuff down. Again, all based on scientific research. And I also have a, a bunch of different supplements, such as Ferrolina, which is one of my favorites, and actually the, the first thing that came up when it came to supplements. Um, we could talk, I could talk all day about Thermina, but long story short, that one is a blood tonic. It cleans the blood, it cleans the body, and therefore 
it does a myriad of amazing things to help make good health overall. And we have a bunch of other things, some things for sleep, some things for joint pain, some things for, what's the other thing that Mullen, a beautiful herb called Mullen does, it helps with the joints, it also helps with breathing and the lungs, it helps to tone and cleanse the lungs. So that's what we have on the market currently. What is coming very soon in the next month, we're going to expand outside of things you can ingest and into another space. We're going to create some air purifiers because plants also can purify your air. So we're going to condense that down into some sprays that actually smell amazing. So you're cleaning your air and you're freshening your skin. So that's what's coming soon. I expect that to be on the market next month. Awesome. I know I can uh, share from experience, you know, I am one of your customers and I've uh, purchased a spirulina just within a couple of days of taking it. I felt like my circulation was better. Uh, as you said, it cleans your blood and it has a different merit or array of benefits from taking it. And it just seems that, you know, I'm more relaxed when I go to sleep at night. Uh, I actually had a vivid dream last night, and I would say it's maybe because of the spirulina, you know, because it, like you said, it has so many different benefits, but one of the main benefits that I've noticed just within a couple of days is my circulation was better. You know, I'm, I'm able to, you know, because I meditate, and when I get down in, let's just say, the lotus position, I'm meditating, sometimes I have sometimes cramps or you know depending on how long i'm meditating or sitting in that position uh, the blood flow is not right so i feel like the spirulina is actually helping me and assisting me you know uh, in my practice so i definitely appreciate you for having that vision of creating these special blends that's helping so many people oh my goodness i'm so glad to hear that you are absolutely <laughs> What you're describing doesn't sound far fetched at all because is called chlorophyll, which is very similar to our blood. And what what it does is it sends oxygen through the system a lot more efficiently. So when you're explaining that you feel like you have better circulation, that makes a lot of sense. I'm so glad to hear that. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so it does have a unique smell to it. I can't pinpoint the smell, but it's almost like a it's not a pungent smell, but it's kind of, it's a unique smell. Can you expound a little bit on that, the smell of it and yeah. what I may be smelling? Definitely. So, okay. Tell you a bit about spirulina. It is a blue-green algae. That the algae, that's what it is. Water. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what it smells. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was just wondering because when I popped open the, the bottle, and then I, I took two out. I was like, man, what kind of smell is that? So the algae, it makes yeah. sense. It, it has like a, a sea scent smell, like a, a strong seaweed smell. Yeah. You got it. Yep. Because that's pretty much where it comes from. Okay. Well, yeah. not really the sea, more like fresh alkaline lake. So it's new that I'm But overall, that's what you get. That's what you get. Awesome. Okay. So, how's your spiritual study coming along? I see that, you know, uh, you're getting into meditation and learning about metaphysics. So um, tell us more about your spirituality study as well as learning more about metaphysics. Oh, man, the spiritual journey is a beautiful one. Um, how about that like Well, I can say that as time is going on, I'm getting closer and closer to what I feel is the meaning of life for me. And I feel as if a lot of people can relate to what I think because um, I believe a lot of my, a lot of what's coming and a lot of the downloads I'm getting are um, of a very general thing. Um, what do I mean by that? So, yeah, asking about my spiritual growth, I'm realizing, first of all, meditation is, hmm, that huge. So important, so powerful. I used to meditate when I was younger, and um, I got something out of it. But now that I'm a little older, I'm I'm, I'm starting to I'm becoming more in tune with myself. 
and understanding better who I am, my strengths and my weaknesses, I'm now better able to see how meditation plays a role in ascension. For example, before I started meditating, I used to be a lot more anxious, and um, my thoughts would be all over the place. I would jump from thought to thought um, without even noticing it sometimes. And the reality of it is, to be able to be still is very important when it comes to growth because you're better able to gauge where you are and where you want to be. So meditation has helped me to be able to do just that. And in being able to be still, I'm able to be more mindful, meaning understanding where my energy is, what's going on with the energy around me, and how I want to relate myself to the energy around me. I want to make it better. I can choose to do that because I'm more mindful of where I'm at. And vice versa, if I want to allow the energy around me to penetrate into my being and raise my vibration, I have the option of doing that as well. So meditation has been huge for me in my growth. Awesome. That's cool. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I've, I've started this journey of meditating more consistently uh, a little bit over two years ago, and it has really uh, helped me figure some things out, learn more things about myself, about my inner being, and just being able to relate with nature. Uh, I think it, it helps, meditation helps to slow down your thoughts. Uh, let's just say a, a person that may be very... Um, either in an agitated state or uh, they are just, their life is going so fast that a lot of times we don't have time to process things because we may be on the go. You know, a person may have two or three jobs. They may have children. They may have children that's, you know, in a, um, participating in sports. So they got to take them to sporting events. You know, if you're a mother, you may be out there, you're cooking. You know, so you have so many different things going on throughout your day. You never take the time to sit and relax and process your thoughts and to uh, hone in on your energy and to just be grateful. And I think meditation allows, you know, for the average person to be able to just to connect with themselves again, because I think a lot of us, we lose ourselves in either our children in our marriage with our husband or a wife, uh, within the things that are beyond our control, sometimes job responsibilities, our career, and we never have the time to process what it is that we want. You know, who are we? Because sometimes you could lose yourself and not even know who you are. You know, you think that who you are is, you know, your husband, your you're a daughter, you are a caretaker, you, you know what I'm saying? You are a cook or your career. No, no, no. Who are you? You know, and that's what people need to search for. They need to get back in tune to who they are as a person, their desires, what they want, you know. So, I, I, yeah. I completely agree with you. I mean, if you don't know exactly who you are, then you don't know exactly what it is that really moves and drives you that you serve by your Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what got you interested in learning about psychic phenomenon and how energy works? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I've um, experienced my own um, about, but just have my own experience of the psychic phenomena. Um, and I know most of us have, you know, that whole thing of you thought of someone and then they called you like right away. And, you know, a lot of people are always baffled by that. Like, how did that happen? What is that? So I've had experiences with those, those kinds of things and even deeper, deeper experiences. Um, I have my own gifts. I have, um, like different abilities. Like for example, I'm able to sometimes just know things without knowing how or why I know them. I shouldn't know them. I don't have any background information that I looked up or been anywhere. 
but sometimes I would just you know what I need to know in the moment. The more that phenomena becomes present in my life, the more I start questioning, like, no, there's, there's something else going on here that you cannot see. There has to be something deeper that's driving this experience because this is way too specific, too accurate, and too frequent to be according So knowing that, one example, is what had me started, start trying to learn more about what we really are, what this world around us really is. And I started realizing that energy is truly a thing, energy that you cannot see. I mean, we know it, right? We know it through technology. We understand that Wi-Fi and visible waves, that's, that's real because we have cause and effect. We can actually experience it through these devices. But what if we ourselves are giving off signals that we cannot see? Hmm. Or what if other things around us are giving us signals that we are picking up on? And um, when I started having these experiences, I started putting strong this correlation between the two concepts. And so I started testing this very concept. And um, I would do things like um, ask a question that I really don't know the answer to. And then with faith in my heart and my mind knowing I'm going to get the answer, sit down and just and I would just get the answer. And the more I trusted in that um, that practice, is the faster answers would come to me. Like they would literally just pop into my head. Like, okay, great, I know now. There you are, here's the So this is just one example of how the, the experience that I've had with energy and how real it truly is. And I know based on this and other things that I've been doing and seeing, that frequency is everywhere. We are, we carry, we bring frequency. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. That was a great answer because, you know, I recognize uh, when it comes to energy, you know, like you said, you have different vibrations that exist all around you. And if you are highly intuitive, and especially with meditation, there's something about meditation where it allows you to process things differently and for you to be more conscious and aware. So maybe through meditation and your gift, you know, realizing that there's energy, there's free energy, and that uh, everything vibrates from an object such as a pencil to a person to... You know, just even sounds when you hit something, when you hit your fingernail on a table, that creates a vibration, that creates synergy and energy that's already around in the room. And so it bounces off of walls and objects for you to hear things. So uh, I think everything is composed of the mind and everything is of the mind. And I think that the stronger your, your vibrations are, when you raise your vibrations and your mind, you can perceive and you can actually send energy to do the things that you want to do. Like you can manifest things in your life that you never thought that you could, but it takes being in, in a position where you can quiet your mind, where you know the things that you want, where you can focus your energy and you can send your energy and vibrations to attract the things that you want in your life. And I think those are some of the things that are happening to you and that you're discovering about yourself. I think you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, uh, no lie detected. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it's an awesome feeling to be able to have kind of like a superpower and for you to know how to control it. You can turn it on and turn it off. Where you say, you know what, I'm just wanting to be a regular person today. I don't want to use my powers. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it gives you that superhuman feeling and ability to, uh, to, re to really engage people and to really just learn about life and about yourself. So it's, it's an awesome, yeah, it's an awesome gift to have. <laughs> it really is. And, and might I add that, that's just like the gift that I've discovered. I'm, I'm sure that it's, Many of us have faith that we also have, not many, but all of us, honestly. If we all take the time to realize that we all are super people now, and figure, and then have the desire to 
get on that path, I'm sure that um, we'll find that we have more going on inside of us that meets the eye, and we'll be able to experience the environment and manipulate the energy around us in ways that um, seem superhuman. But, but is it really superhuman, though? <laughs> that's true that's true I think we put titles on things where it makes it far uh, uh, how can I say it makes it almost far-fetched like okay those are only things that people that do a certain amount of things or or is brought up a certain way or they were just born with that gift that's just something that they have but we all actually have gifts the thing is, because we experience so many distractions, even from birth, right? I think as a child, as a baby, I think that child is communicating with the mother. But the mother, because the mother or the father or, you know, the grown-ups may be so distracted or they may not be able to see the signs or pick up on the different vibrations and intelligence of this child that they don't even recognize the true gift of that child. So they'll bring them up a certain way. They'll say, hey, you know, you have to learn this way and you have to go to school. You have to get a good job. You have to, you know, work for someone for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? When that child actually has a gift or an ability that if you see the gift and ability and you actually bring that child up to enhance those abilities, that child can do whatever it is that they want to do. They could become whoever it is that they want to become. But because we we create distractions and the distractions of how we were brought up, we think that, you know, we should raise our children this way. We should raise our grandchildren this way. And it's just not so. It's, it's you have to see the gifts. You have to be able to slow your mind down to pay attention and recognize what's taking place because nature is truly doing an amazing thing in this day and time. Most definitely. Oh, man, that was such a beautiful piece of <laughs> Absolutely. Like, for real, for real. That's powerful because I think if we start looking at our children um, as special individuals, um, I think that we'll be raising a whole another generation of special people. Um, so I think what you just said is very, very important. You know, you know I don't want to take anything away from that at all. I want to highlight what you just said. But can I ask you a question? Sure, absolutely. So, you just said, you said meditation is one way to allow yourself to slow down. And I think that would really aid us getting rid of those distractions to be better parents, to be better um, caretakers and guiders of young people that we were given. But um, do you think of any other ways that people can be able to better connect to their children so they can truly raise them the way that that child needs to be raised? Sure, especially uh, speaking to uh, the pregnant. I'll start with the pregnant mothers. So if you're pregnant and you're out there and you want to know, you know, you're already connected to your child, but how can I connect to my child in a deeper way, in a deeper meaning where I'm able to hear the thoughts or feel the thought vibrations of my child and to be able to communicate with them, not in a verbal way, because the, the baby may not speak in verbally, but there's certain tones and vibrations that uh, uh, the mother is keen to and can tune into and can know exactly what that child wants or what that child needs as far as, you know, there may be a craving that the mother has and the child is actually speaking to the mother about that craving. So when you have that craving, you want to give in to that craving because that's actually a vibration that's coming from the child saying, feed me this. This is what I want. This is, you know, this is what I desire. This is what nourishes me. And a lot of times we just pick up on, okay, I'm having this craving for whatever reason, because I'm pregnant, I crave, you know, uh, uh, pickles or I crave ice cream or I crave whatever, you know, and I think it's, it's the intelligence of what's taking place, you know, the process of birth and life being formed in the body. Uh, that's, that's a way that your child is actually communicating to you. So it starts in the womb. Um, so it's just 
basically beyond meditation. It's just uh, being able to be in tune with nature. Uh, go out, you know, uh, and, and males and females can do this. Go out. And you ever heard that term, hug a tree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hugging a tree, uh, I, I know that to the average person that may not study holistic um, ways of practice or spirituality, that may sound silly to go out and hug a tree. But it's much more deeper than that. It's about sending your love and your vibrations and your energy to nature. And whenever you embrace the tree, it's like, you know, how they say photosynthesis, you know, how uh, it rains and the rain soak up uh, uh, or the tree or the roots of the tree soak up the rain. And then when the sun comes out, it actually gives radiation or whatever out to the atmosphere. But, but it's a um, the term that I'm looking for reciprocating. It's okay. a reciprocating uh, uh, situation that's actually taking place there. So as you are filled with vibration, love and energy, you're giving nature, the tree, your energy, your vibration, your love. And as it reciprocates it, it's going to give you back love. It's going to give you back, you know, a way that you can actually be more in tune with nature by walking. You know, it doesn't have to be hugging a tree. It could be walking in the grass. It could be you're on a beach and you're, you know, uh, taking a walk on the sand, just being able to feel the sand in between your toes and being able to feel the water as it crashes upon the shores and just being grateful for nature, you know, that that's a way that you can actually be more in tune as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation. It's just recognizing nature, being grateful and sending love to nature and nature will reciprocate that, send it back to you. Oh, so powerful. Yeah. So powerful and so true. And I can back up everything you're saying with science. Because it's interesting that you mentioned all of what you just mentioned about nature and hugging a tree. I deeply studied um, the science behind hugging a tree. Did you know that? And then you can find this on the website of the New York State government. They did studies and um, many, many studies actually outside of that state. But my point is, they actually recorded on that website that hugging trees has been proven to release endorphins and the chemical within your body that makes you feel better. So if you're depressed, they found that um, many people who are trees actually step out of depression. Wow. Um, so basically, you're giving back to yourself by hugging that tree. Um, and it also is good for your health. They found studies of just walking in nature, living around trees, having a hospital room facing um, a scene of nature, um, ease up recovery. And so basically what you're doing is you're healing your body and also healing your spirit. So as above, so below. What you're saying matches spiritually as well as scientifically and medically. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, it's like some people say, okay, well, what books have you been reading or, you know, what have you been listening to? And a lot of times it's, it's not so much... Uh, all information that you're going to receive in life is not in a book. Okay. I mean, yes, you can, you can make yourself aware and knowledgeable about certain subjects and certain things from a book, but it's really about tuning into nature. And when you tune into yourself and you tune into nature, nature will communicate with you in such a way where it will give you information. It will give you knowledge and wisdom where you can not only process it and understand it but you can actually use it for your well-being and share it with others yes. <laughs> so what influence has meditation had on your life um, I'm not sure if you actually answered that in the previous questions but just want to know just maybe share how you meditating maybe some of your experiences or maybe something that you saw and how it can actually inspire others to, you know, want to meditate more. Great. Okay, so, yeah, we can get into that. Um, as far as how meditation has impacted my life, 
Um, I feel way more at peace. Um, I feel way more harmonious with myself, way more harmonious with my family. Um, and I, I feel like I have um, a better connection to the voice of God to say that they fight on the outside. So um, I feel like I have more grounded and understanding the clarity about my life and what's going on around me. So that's huge. And to answer the question, um, how do I meditate? Uh, I found mindfulness meditation to be what's been really effective for me, which is um, it's been very good for slowing the mind down because a lot of people meditate where they just try to clear their mind completely, and I think that's a beautiful way of meditating. However, I found it to be very challenging, and what I started doing was focusing on my heartbeat in my body. So I made it a game so that's if I can do that. I would lay still or sit still, and then I would try to find the source of my heartbeat in my body, and I would try to follow the rhythm for as long as I can. Whenever I would lose sight of it, because it would go away sometimes because I would get distracted, I'd jump back on that and continue trying to follow my heart. And I noticed that the more I would do that, the better at it I got. So at one point, I could only follow it for like three months. And before I know it, I was following the 30 and 40 and 50 people more, and it became very easy. And then from there, I started trying to see if I could follow my heartbeat in different parts of my body. Wow. So I would try to feel it in my forehead, in my neck, in my hands, in my fingers, individually. And I got to the point where I could even feel it in individual piece. I could choose, I want to feel it in my, in my front left. And I was able to pinpoint that particular tooth, my heartbeat. So that, once I started doing that often, I noticed that um, I became way more mindful, and more in the moment, and my thoughts didn't switch nearly as much. So that's how I meditate at this point, and I find it very, very effective. Yes, that's very important that you, you know, learn a way of meditating that works for you, because people meditate different ways. Some people meditate through guided meditation. Some people have, have to have complete silence. Some people can meditate actually to music, whether it be, you know, hip hop, soul, um, reggae, you know, whatever genre they may start to, you know, meditate and, you know, pretty much lose themselves. Um, but yeah, some people actually like yourself, you know, you listen to your heartbeat and you hear the and you hear the rhythm of the heartbeat and you just try to follow that rhythm all throughout your body. And then you also have other people out there that when they're meditating, they're breathing, they're focusing on their breaths. And through their breathing, they can actually feel themselves going into a different alternate state, which will, you know, raise their vibrations. And when you raise your vibrations, you know, there are things that you will possibly see maybe even connecting with your spirit guides or your ancestors just by learning how to, uh, I'm not going to say trick the mind or trick the, the, uh, the brain, because the brain, what the brain wants to do is the brain wants to, it wants you to focus on it. It wants to protect you. So in, in the protection, it sees that you're going in an alternate state. And it tries to bring you back. It tries to say, hey, you know, your ear is itching. Hey, what are you going to wear tomorrow for work? Or, hey, you know, you know, the stove is on, you know. So it's just constant things that the brain is trying to do to get your attention, uh, to take you out of the state of trying to reach your subconscious, going into that altered state where you can connect with spirit. So it's like your lower self that is trying to defeat your higher self. And sometimes, you know, as people speak about, you know, you are your own worst enemy. And what they actually mean by that is a lot of times they allow their lower self or their lower consciousness to affect their higher consciousness and to override the decision of, you know, when people say, you know, they have God in one ear and a devil in the other ear. But what it is, you listen to your lower uh, state or your lower consciousness 
more than you do your higher consciousness and your higher consciousness mm -hmm. is trying to protect you and guide you to a more spiritual holistic state where you're operating as we say on a supernatural power because mm -hmm. your subconscious your mind it wants to prepare you and and provide insight and that's why your third eye is open you know you want to open your third eye and operate most people say the third eye but it's actually the first eye so you want to operate out of the first eye and allow your your physical eyes your left and your right eye to be your secondary sight so when you operate in that manner then you're operating on the spiritual consciousness state to where you are uh, communicating directly with spirit guides where where you are communicating with your ancestors and with the angels and with God and then the distractions or the ego is the lower self and that's what will distract you that's what will take you off your path of prosperity and righteousness and so on and so forth so it's just it's always that inner battle and you have to find a way to quiet the mind so you can hear you know your your ancestors or your spirit guides mm, that's beautiful. You know, what you what you just explained, um, to me it sounded like you need to make peace with yourself. You need to be able to make peace with your higher and lower self so that the lower self can be when you need to be activated and the higher self is activated when you need to be activated vice versa. Absolutely. Because you said the brain yeah, yeah, you said the brain is um protecting you. I mean when you say that it sounds like it's able to have its best interest. Your best interest at heart, which is not a bad thing, right? Right. But it has Right. And, you know, a lot of people, they look at they look at good and evil or they look at, you know, let's say God and the devil. And I know this conversation is going <laughs> this conversation is going probably in the direction that uh, most people, you know, some people want to hear this conversation. Some people do not have an understanding. But that's the thing about it is such a beautiful way of learning yourself and learning about spirit. And learning about even when it comes to religion, spirituality, uh, because we are both, we're balanced. We have disagreeable and we have agreeable. And a lot of times there's a battle, there's a fight within yourself of, you know, you wanting to raise your vibrations, you wanting to ascend, you know, to a higher spiritual, uh, uh, a higher spiritual state of mind to where you can manifest your most inner desires and your ability to be guided by spirit in a positive light in a positive way. But a lot of times like things that may distract you, it could be eating, it could be entertainment, it could be, you know, anything. And so when, when you're in tune, you kind of observe it. Like I was telling someone in a conversation yesterday, you want to be the master observer of your physical life and that's why you're here is to learn and to learn from your mistakes or learn from other people's situations so you can make the right decisions based on where you want to go and Absolutely. so yeah so let me let me ask you about uh your diet uh so being that you are in a holistic you know state of of mindset where you're creating a uh, plant-based um, remedies for people uh, is your diet does your diet consist of plant-based or supplements and lifestyle of a holistic person or do you still kind of like struggle sometime with the meats whether you should let them go whether you know what I'm saying uh, just I'm, I'm just curious about that well my philosophy may not line up with a lot of other people's philosophies are, but my philosophy is to indulge because you're a human being, but do not overindulge on anything. And so, having said that, um, I believe it's very important to eat your greens to receive safe messages in that way. Um, utilize the plants that are around you because they're here to serve you and they're here to help to um, reinforce this body that you're feeling while you're on this planet. So I'm actually, it's actually very, very important to me and my household that we eat a lot of fruits, we eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of kale, 
understanding because you definitely want to be balanced and I know a lot of people they see they get attracted to people who may be you know they're they're holistic in the way that they have their lifestyle plant-based uh, vegan uh, or any type of diet that they're doing I mean they see that and they're like man I don't know if I can do that because that's just you know you're talking about no more meat no more dairy no more this and that. But uh, when I started my journey, it was all about learning about the different foods and what they do for your body and what they don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about the nutrients. What What does your body need? What are the nutrients that your body need? How do you feel? Are you energized? Are you lethargic? Are you sleepy? You know, do, do you feel negative? Do you feel depressed? Like a lot of times... Those are foods that are speaking to your body, you know, mm-hmm. how how it has uh, incorporated in s- itself within you. You know, most times I see people eating a full plate of food and it, it just has things on there that may not be as healthy as it should be. And so after they get through eating it, they have what they call an itis, you know, so mm-hmm. it, they get sleepy, they get tired. So my question is, did you just eat food or did the food eat you? Because if the food ate you, then yes, you should be lethargic, tired, sleepy, maybe even depressed, you know, depending on what you ate. And so my, my whole concept of diet is learning how to eat to live and to be more vibrant and to be more energetic. So you want to make sure that those type of foods are in your diet. So, you know, you can get the most out of uh, your day and out of being productive and the things that you need to do, because a lot of times food is what causes the sickness or the illness that, you know, we put ourselves through. Most definitely. Um, I agree. And, but my, my thing is, I think if you're finding yourself feeling depressed or anxious or sick or any of these things, and it's on the food, I there's probably an indication that you're overindulging in the food, and um, it's probably an indication that maybe there's something also going on with you that's out of balance. Absolutely. So I I agree with you. You definitely want to eat good. Yeah. Um, I think you want to make sure that you keep your body to the top the best. And there's nothing wrong with it. Definitely. Like you say, because you're listening to your body, whenever you eat too much of a certain thing, you're noticing how you're feeling. You notice maybe you have less energy or more energy or whatever, but you're listening to your body. And that's the key. I think some people, they have, uh, uh, they have created a, a defect in that switch that tells them hey something is wrong or hey you're eating too much of this and since that switch is not or no longer working they're just eating to feel full or eating because of gluttony or just eating just for self-indulgent you know because of how pretty it looks on their plate but they're not getting the full benefits from eating that they should yeah oh yeah okay okay that's what you just mentioned oh yeah that's when that switch is off or it's out of balance, it's difficult to um, be able to be in tune with what your body's asking for, what it really is. So you're on the way. But I think this could be brought back to meditation once again. You 
know, when you meditate, I personally, this is my experience, meditating has put me back in tune with my body so that I can better hear what it's telling me something specific about what it's creating with it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, uh, the better your diet is or the better balance foods that you put in your body uh, and maybe eating light will actually help your meditation. It will help you to be more in tune with nature and with your ancestors and with spirits because, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get into a high consciousness state or to elevate your your vibrations when you have uh let's say heavy meat on your on your stomach that's actually weighing you down and you're trying to raise your vibrations and the vibrations of what you just ate was a lower vibration because it could have been in a state of what you know the meat that was killed and how it was prepared and things of that nature look what was done to the animal and now you're actually putting that part of the animal into your body so how is that going to make you feel you know what i mean so just kind of look at it from that way i'm sorry i'm definitely following you i'm following you on that idea absolutely so but yeah so we just want people to eat healthy eat balance and to feel great you know that's what it's about it's about elevating yourself it's about uh, uh, operating at the highest optimal level that you can so you can be uh, sufficient to yourself so you can be vibrant and helpful to others as well as yourself okay. yeah so where do you see yourself 10 years from now oh that question <laughs> that question oh my goodness um, you know I've always struggled with that question I'm being so candid about it because um, I think my nature is to live in the moment. Um, I, I really sometimes have to force myself to conceptualize what does that look like. I can tell you about five years. How about that? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> All right, so um, I envision myself in five years. Um, my business data was is going to be something that people are very enthusiastic about. Um, I'm going to be offering a wide selection of natural plant-based products for people to incorporate and appreciate and love and read about. So that's one of the goals. Um, also, inspire the business and program marketing and media solutions is also going to be something that serves people. It's going to be a very big business. It's going to be something that people are, um, again, very enthusiastic about and the trade-off of energy is going to be sufficient for everyone involved. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, ultimately, I feel as if I'm being drawn into a public space where um, I can be used to bring some really high vibration messages to the world. So I expect in five years to be on some kind of stage to be able to spread the gospel. <laughs> oh, man, that would be incredible. <laughs> That would be incredible. Yeah. So I, I feel like you're heading in that direction, in the right direction, and you're learning. You're definitely learning, and you're in tune with yourself, which is going to give you, you know, that bigger platform where you can share your experience and, you know, your wisdom with people. So I think that that would be very uh, welcoming. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Well, you know what, everybody? You heard it here first. This was the first time people were hearing this. And we can look back on this uh, particular interview and we're going to say, yep, she said it, and Chris endorsed it. Here we are. Absolutely. <laughs> so anything you wish to share as far as your business tips uh, for anyone that is interested in starting a holistic business from home? Hmm. What tips would I share? I'd say um, get into it if you're hard into it. If um, you really have a passion for helping people, you have a passion for um, nature, and you really want to do it when you're listening to this, then I say go for it. And um, trust that because this is where your heart is beating you, that your path will let up and you'll see progress through me as you move forward. Awesome. Awesome. So, Candace, tell us how would people get in contact with you if they wanted to follow you on social media or just 
uh, get some of your products and services? Do you have a website? I do. You can start with, you can start with the social media. That is um, Sacred Lens with an F at the end store. And my Facebook page is Candace Lage Hopper, H A U G H E O S. And the website is sacredblendsstore.com. Awesome. Awesome. We definitely appreciate that. And uh, for you listeners out there, you see that uh, we have a person that's very passionate about you know, creating a holistic lifestyle and having the, you know, she wants to produce a business that's going to help you and assist you in your well-being. So you definitely go out there, patronize her business, go give her some business, you know, and she has amazing products that Spirulina is, is one that I actually like, but I'm going to be checking out her website for more products, you know, as they come about. So... I want to thank Miss Candice for allowing me to um, to interview her and sharing her knowledge and wisdom with, you know, with the different communities out there and as well as with the podcast. So we are very thankful for you. Any last words that you want to say, Candice? Thank you for everything. Happy birthday again. And um, everyone be grateful and be blessed. Awesome, Candice. We appreciate you. And that wraps up another episode of Meditation, Tapping Into Your Inner Guidance. I am your host, Chris Ford, and we will see you on the next episode.